Before we start today's episode with Tug Coker filling in for Joe Prano, I want to let you guys know our contest for our TV giveaway has begun. So if you guys want to enter our contest, we're giving away a 50-inch TV. Go in the description section of this podcast, click on the link, and you can enter. There's multiple ways to enter. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, if you follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on iTunes, any of those ways you automatically qualify to win a 50-inch TV. And the best part is, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, you get three entries. So don't worry. If you already subscribed, just click on the links, and it'll walk you through it, and you will enter to win. And even better, today we have a very long pre-show. I lost the SD card. It was a disaster. I thought I lost it, I should say. It was actually in the H6 Zoom recorder the whole time. And follow along, go on YouTube. It's about 45 minutes of a pre-show of me looking for the SD card. The mayor had to go get one for us. It's a whole disaster, but I think you guys will enjoy it. It's another benefit of watching the show on YouTube. So go check that out now and definitely click on the link to enter our contest for our 50-inch TV giveaway. All right, guys, time to start the show. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my fill-in co-host, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. You do a great Joe Prano, Tug. Thank you so much. Uh, I just want to say, because a lot of people are going to be listening to the audio version only of this episode, you should really check out the YouTube, because... (laughs) Tug Coker and myself just did a 45-minute pre-show because I thought there was no memory card in the H6 Zoom recorder when it was in the entire time. It just wasn't reading it. A 45-minute pre-show, and the, it was epic. The mayor was watching on YouTube as he was driving. He picked us up a memory card. We didn't end the pre-show. Here we are, Tug. Yeah, if you want to watch Anxiety... Andy's ass around the camera looking underneath a couch for an SD card. Uh, called the mayor to, to, to do us a solid. Vamping about kids. Uh, who knows what else? A girl I pissed off at a, a girl Hollywood you, party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was... Uh, and, all, and all to discover that the card was in the camera or whatever the entire time. Yeah. That's that's so stupid. They're deeming it the biggest Rutherism in the history I think of Rutherism. It might Rutherisms. be the greatest of all time. And people were saying that you are you maybe you're 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 the archetypal medium pizza. I'm a medium pizza. Yeah. I eat medium pizzas. <laughs> I am a medium pizza. You are what you eat. Unbelievable. What I, an hour to waste. Oh my god. I appreciate your patience. Thank you. I kind of enjoyed it. Can I be honest with you? Please. 
this was just a ploy because I don't have any friends. <laughs> no, I know. And I wanted an extra hour of your time. I know this. I'm, I'm happy to be here now that I have two kids. Getting any time away from my family is a blessing, so thank you. Well, that's what I'm here to do. Yeah, well. And, and Tug, I'm going to say this. Mm. It's a blessing to have you here. It's a season of blessings, isn't it? It is. It's really nice. What did the mayor get us, by the way? What, what is that? It's, it's one of these toys. Uh, this is compliments of the mayor. It's one of those. Uh, it's it's uh, poops uh, candy. Oh, it poops candy. Yeah. Ages four and up. Okay, this works for me. Yeah, it's perfect. Maybe he got it for my for my kids. So thank you. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he knew that we were we've been on the air for an hour and we were hungry. Yeah. Although I did eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You with, did. You told me with a sliced banana on top of it. <laughs> No honey, no. I do. I do dub, double sided peanut butter. Have to. I feel like that's a big rule. I eat peanut butter every day. Oh, so you're a peanut butter guy? Love peanut butter, and I feel like it has to be both sides. Yeah, it has to be. You have to. You no. know who does that, by the way? Oh. And who got me back into it? Who's that? Bill Belichick. Belichick goes double sided. There's a, there's a video of him as the coach of the Browns. You should watch this video. I will. Showing how to make the double-sided peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You could have watched that in the last hour when we were vamping on YouTube. No, I thought it was great. I thought what we did was great. <laughs> but uh, but peanut butter, banana, no, no honey, never jelly. Like you just uh, you, no jelly. Yeah, yeah, of course. One but one side jelly, not two. One sides. side jelly. Yeah, that's right. You don't go two. That's the correct answer. You don't go two. But the banana is the finishing touch. Slice up that banana. You put it on. I feel like single guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but single guys eat 2x bananas than the rest of the American population. I feel like, a, I feel like a, the, the, the banana is the, the American single male fruit. I'm big on bananas. Yeah. No, I feel like it's just like... I wake up banana. Yeah, I just feel like there's a thing that a, a dude always has a banana. When yeah. I was in New York, I felt like I would go over to the stand. The, 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 there's like a fruit stand on every corner or whatever. And you'd always pick up a banana every day. It's a great fruit, though. I, I feel like I've less, I've, I, I've like um, soured on them. But. No, because especially too, like let's say I run. You know, after a marathon or any sort of race, yeah, it's good for your body. Yeah. So after I run, oh yeah, I I have, like if I don't have a banana, I'm like freaking the fuck out. Let's do a quick catch up because we haven't seen each other, and then we'll go head right into sports. Okay. And dominate. But tell me the latest on the marathon. Training is this real? I, yeah, I always see this from the stories. I did. I did 15 miles with ease last Monday. What's the, what's the interval like? What's how, how how many minutes a mile? This is Tommy Dewey speak. Shout out Tommy. I was doing. Uh, I was doing like 8:20 to 8:30. That's, really, that's good. But here's the deal, man. My mom's like, you're training too hard. I don't have any sort of schedule because I don't like that. So I kind of just let it rip. So Monday, I did that again. I go, let's do like eight to nine. And I did eight to nine. Now, my knee's been sore. So you're not following any program. You're just like running what you feel like running. Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty motivated. And also, if I do 60 minutes of hard exercise six days a week, yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. Does that make sense? Take Sunday off to watch, watch football. Yeah, but a lot of times I run before football. Hmm. I got like some shit going on in my head right now. Same day off every week? No. Mm -hmm. I didn't do any exercise today. I hate running. I, I do run because I, I, I feel so good after I do it. But I'm talking about a guy who runs 
Yeah. If I run two, two and a half miles, that feels like I ran to Nevada. Like, it's it's so hard. I'm a big guy. You know, I'm 6'5", so I'm not, like, born to, to run. You and Prano. Yeah, does Prano run? Probably no, not, but right? he, he's been trying to get back into it, and he's, Joe said the same thing. No. He gets so bored. I hate it. I really do. It's, it's just it's, I ran tonight, actually. It was not... It was just fun to like sweat out. I'm basically sweating out alcohol. That's like what I'm. That's why I run. Yeah. Well, for me, it's it's a time to think. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy. Like, wh- like where's the SD card? <laughs> where's the, wh- <laughs> I'm gonna find this thing. Yeah. I I reflect on things, and I'm also I'm uber motivated right now. Like, I already know. In three months, I'll be in the best fucking shape of my yeah. life. I'm, I already know where I'm headed. I'm towards. I'm gonna go towards that next step of just being a lunatic. I'm such a lame runner. I want that so bad, but I know like getting to three to. If I get to four miles, I'm psyched. It's so, it's so really sad. My wife ran. This is. A, I love this story about my wife because she ran the LA Marathon. Okay. Decent runner, but like just did a, she she did all the training and everything. Yeah. And. Um, I went to support her, and I I rode I took a bike over to Beverly Hills around the 15 mile mark. This is like five years ago, and um, I I saw her at, at the 15 mile mark, and I waved. I was like cheering her on, and there was absolutely no one home. Like she was done. Like I I was I got a little bit you know scared for her honestly because the last 10 miles were, or whatever 11 miles were just a slog like you know running walking and then and then um. She she finished and like you, you like one of the things you do is you chug chocolate milk. I guess it's like a thing. Yeah, um, you chug chocolate milk to get sugar, electrolytes, and fat back in your body. But um, she like developed uh, vertigo from the from the marathon. I can see that. Um, I think it's 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 subsided, but like it's just it's that's it, it really just threw me for a loop. Like how crazy. Uh, pun- like what a punishment it is on your your body. Well. When I did 15 miles last week, I uh, I started getting a very bad pain in my left foot at like mile 11. But, not, miles joke, man. but then I was like, I was like, stop being a bitch. Like literally, I'll tell myself that you're being a fucking pussy, dude. Deal. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of where I'm trying to be at. Like I, dude, I I started following some of these psychos. Like like I I like to listen to David Goggins when he goes on uh, Joe Rogan or I watch his Instagram. This dude's a former Navy SEAL. He is a fucking badass. Like, he's one of those guys. He's just, like, pushed through pain or whatever? Is that, is I mean, this guy, he just put out a book, which I got to get. I mean, you see people like that, and it's just like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Because I need, I need for me, you have a family. You have kids. I'm not trying to get all deep here, but, like, I don't have that shit. Right. So I need something to motivate me besides dirty sports or comedy. I need something else to fill yeah. my holes because I. That sounds. That <laughs> sounded. I like that you caught yourself. Fill my holes because it leads to me do. Speaking of that, it leads to me filling girls' holes. That's what I'm saying. Like it leads to bad shit. Nice. Anyway. Really nice. That's. No, the, I, I get that. I mean, like, and then we'll transition over. But I, I get the idea of like motivation. Like, you know, because you're. I'm. You know, I'm. You know, we're hitting the, the midway point. Yeah, of life, and it's like you know that's part of the reason why I went to to Europe this summer. Like, you know, I I had kid one hitting into kid two, and I was like, can I please go you know hit off these like you know uh, bucket list scenarios? Like, go sure. go run with the bulls, and I go to 
you know, watch a World Cup final in a, the the country where they're in the final. So, yeah. like, I get that, you know. I think, like, with every passing – I think at the end of the year, you get even more reflective. Like, just December, it's like, okay, basically the year's over. Like, what can I do? What's, what's 2019 going to do? Well, you had – and we talked about this on the train ride down to the Rams game against the Chiefs. Just relay to everybody who's not aware – you're amazing sports, like like basically all the things you attended in the last year. Yeah, you know, it's something actually, I'm trying to like figure out a way I can pitch this out as a, an essay or an article or something because um, I just wanted to hit a bunch of stuff this year. It's like, you know, I turned 40 this year and so I wanted to just kind of commemorate that and then I, and then my wife and I, you know, my wife told me she, you know, she, we're having a baby in this time of year so I was like, I better do this now. So, I went to the Rose Bowl starting January 1 last year. I saw – my dad went to Oklahoma. My mom and dad went to OU. So uh, when I saw Baker, you talked about how great Georgia running backs were on the last podcast. I mean, you think about like Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb were on the same team. Yeah, wild. Last year is ridiculous. So I got to watch all these like guys that are doing really well in the pros playing the Rose Bowl. Transition to a guy that I know you and Joe really love, Tiger Woods. Saw him play at Riviera okay. in February. Then, you know, I flew to uh, San Antonio for the Final Four in March to watch Michigan get crushed by DiVincenzo um, uh, in Villanova. And then and then this summer, I, I, I planned this for two years. I planned this with my buddy Tommy Dewey, who, who a lot of you guys know, to kind of go to Russia to watch the World Cup, but the U.S. didn't qualify, so, I, so we nixed that part of the trip, but I still wanted to do the other aspects of the trip, which were I went to England, and I went to Wimbledon, and I watched uh, Roger Federer on center court, which is like a dream of mine because I'm a big Roger guy, and then um, watched uh, with my, one of my buddies, watched uh, England versus Sweden because I wanted to be a part of like the English World Cup frenzy. It's coming yeah. home. Yeah. Didn't come home yet. And then I jumped over to, to Barcelona, or Pamplona to run with the Bulls. Amazing. Capped it off with, uh, go, we flew to, me and a couple of buddies just flew to, to Croatia when Croatia made the final to watch the World Cup final in Croatia. So it was pretty amazing. I mean, it was incredible. It was one of those trips I'll, I mean, I'll definitely never, ever forget. And then, and then after that. Came back and went to game three of the Dodgers Red Sox World Series, which was 18 innings. I mean, this is wild. Yeah, just, just a fluke that you're there at that game, but like so awesome. And the, I will say, like, the cool story about my baseball. Playoff history for me is the last time I went to a playoff game that I can remember was in 03. Um, I went to see I was in I was in Boston at the time and I went to see uh, Don Zim, uh, I went to, I Pedro pitch and Pedro threw down Don Zimmer. You went to the Pedro. I, I was at that game in right field. Yankees. Yeah, Yankees. Boston Red Sox. Game. So I, I so that was game three of the 03 ALCS. Saw that from right field. Fast forward 15 years, I'm watching the Red Sox play the Dodgers and goes 18 innings. So I'm part of that. Which is cool, and then I go. Then I, my wife and I have our second son, and I said nicely, like, he's here. Like, that's a big deal. Can I go to the Monday night game? So I'm with you, Joe, and my buddy Tom. We went to the Chiefs, Rams, like fifty four, fifty one. But it's game. crazy because even just if you take all the other stuff that you did this year, yeah. If you took just those two, think about that. You went to the longest ever World Series game. And also, the only game in NFL history where two teams scored 50 points. In the same year, you attended both of them. That's wild. No, it's super cool. I just want to say quickly, shout out to my wife who, who, for being ridiculously cool to let me go on these events, you know, and do, to like spend... Is she going to see this for the shout out? No, she'll never see this. 
<laughs> she'll never see this. She'll never listen to this. But like, you know, it's on record. But uh, you know, that that the we we took the train down. That was fun. I mean, like I'm going there's this- there's some nice buzz in that area. I mean, that, that game felt like kind of that cuz thought- cuz we, we all we'll forget maybe people will remember like it was supposed to be in Mexico. Yeah. People will forget that little fact that you know, it became a thing like a week it, you know, Right before it, it happened, that it was going to be in L.A. So and L.A. got got up for it. I mean, I think we talked about the you know the energy was awesome. Right? That energy of all the Rams games I've been to, and of all the games since football came back, that was a legit. Felt like, hey, the city cares. Here we are. Yeah. Now I'm going this week again. I'm going to go to the Eagles game this week. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure there's a, I know there is. There's gonna be a lot of Eagles fans down there. You know, and then we and this is a good transition into to, into the, the sports world. But like, I'm I'm curious to see what happens with the Eagles this week because I I still thought the Eagles had a shot. I'm a Cowboys fan. People, yeah. You know, but um, I still thought the Eagles were lurking because they could shock the world, beat the Rams this week, and make a run. Sure. And I think the Cowboys may they're, they're on a trap. This is a, this is a tough game with the Colts. Well, before we get in, before we get into that, interested to see, interested to see what they do with. I'm going to go to the game, and Tug, you know where I'm going to get those tickets. Seeking, guys, it's the only place you should get tickets for your sports events, comedy shows, concerts. I was looking on Seeking. I I want to see Sir Elton John in January at the Forum. I've never been to the Forum, so I was looking at tickets on there. I know you're a big concert guy. Yep. Well, Tug. You got to download SeatGeek if you haven't already. Check out some of your favorite artists, musicians, because you can see them using the SeatGeek app. Guys, best of all, all the Dirtballs get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And who knows? Maybe you can use SeatGeek to go see this year's Super Bowl or something crazy, Tug. I mean, why, why, why let it die down? Look, I used SeatGeek to get the Rams-Chiefs tickets, and I also I remember using them earlier this year to go to the Troubadour, so I'm a big SeatGeek guy. You're, you're a big supporter. I am. Do you want to talk NBA, then we'll transition into, into NFL? Sure. Yeah, why not? Because usually we end the Thursdays on NFL. I'm excited about this prediction. I've been watching uh, Mata's, uh, you know, competition between you and Joe and your selections this year. You mean him just putting our picks down? That's correct. Okay. Well, you know, we don't have to put a label on it. I'm up 13 right now. You're dominating right now. And and I'm it's, it's shocking to me, and maybe this is what happens, because I consider guy Joe to be an aficionado of, of sports in the NFL, so to see him down 13 is, as a fanboy of Joe's, so, so tough, you, so you think? Watch. So you're more of a fanboy Prano than mine. I, th- I just think you're more Joe J- uh, Q public. I just think I just see like you go on the public route and Joe doing inside in, inside football stuff. I don't know what that means. That's a total <laughs> diss at me. Whatever the fuck that means. So I know. What I do know is NFL's my shit, dude. Yeah, Th- that's that's the one thing that like I fucking watch. I do. I yeah. watch the games. It's just built so well. I mean, we talk. I mean, everyone probably talks about this. But, but the, all my stuff, like, not to like toot my own horn though, real quick. All the stuff I've been saying about golf, even before these last two games, I've been saying that forever. Yeah. About like him being suspect, he misses a lot of throws. All these things I see. All the shit I was saying about the Seahawks, 
is happening. I'm just saying, like, I watch these teams play out. You're saying the Seahawks are good. Well, Joe and I had a bet. Here we are already doing NFL. We had a bet that they wouldn't win nine games. Yeah. He was so sure on that. They're eight and five. Yeah. And they have Arizona, San Francisco left. They're winning nine games. But do you want to get to NFL? I'm sorry. Do you want to get to NBA Let's first? Cover NBA. Yeah, there's some fun stuff in there. We just watched the Raptors destroy the Warriors without Kawhi. Yeah. And I believe, I could be wrong, whatever. I believe the Raptors are now either 6 or 7-1 and one without Kawhi. Like, they're winning even when he's not on the court. Are the Raptors finally the real deal? I hate to even say that. When it comes playoff time, can they make it to the finals? I, I, I think they de- definitely have the talent to get there. I mean, I, I still think there's a lot of baggage on that Raptors team. Um, I'm not sure, you know, people, you know, all my, you, know you, you make fun of me. Uh, all my friends make fun of me for my diaspora of teams. So, I, you know, I, I like the Cowboys and I also like the Boston Celtics because my dad's family is from there. But um, I, I'm, I think it's definitely a two-horse race in the East. I think I don't, I don't fear the Bucks. This year, really, I don't. I don't fear the Bucks. Too young. I think they're a little too young. And then, you know, they may prove me wrong, but like, I just, I think um, they they were pretty tough out against the Celtics last year. But I just don't think they're ready. So I really think it's a two horse race. I mean, injuries may happen, but I really think um, the the Celtics kind of finally got it together. I've been watching, and they won seven in a row now, and um, they're just having all kinds of problems trying to figure out how to implement uh, Hayward back into the lineup. They, they finally moved him to the bench. But you guys are on a roll now. Now you they won, won a seven in a row, won an overtime tonight. Yeah. Um, Kyrie's getting his game back, you know. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of residual feeling about like I you know, with no Kyrie, no Hayward last year, it's like I'm I was the man. Like Jalen Brown, you know, Rozier had to figure out what his role was as a prominent player in the playoffs. I think they're starting to figure it out. I still think they're the favorite in the East. I mean but Kawhi scares me. I just feel like there's just still some sort of residual psychology issue that the Raptors have. I mean, if they can get through it, great. But I, I don't. I'm I'm not quite there yet. You're not mentioning the Sixers at all. No. Nothing. No. Not buying in. I'm not buying in. Not even with the addition of Jimmy Butler. I think that's. I don't. I'm. I think there's some problems. I mean, you, you saw Embiid talk about it. he's he's struggling right now trying to figure out what his role is with Jimmy Butler on the team. Yeah. He 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 had a couple quotes out there saying it's it's not Jimmy but it's like since Jimmy it was like it's it's not but since which is basically thing. saying it is Jimmy it, it is Jimmy exactly yeah. so he's trying to say it may work out but like the way the Celtics handled the Sixers I don't think I I don't know if they have they don't have a coaching advantage so I'm still think they're just not ready yet I don't I don't think I don't know and I just don't think I think Jimmy Butler maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He might be like a Carmelo kind of type guy to me, long term. Sort of like not trying to. F- I don't know if he makes the teams better. Somehow. I well, I agree. Yeah. They, every, everyone is such a hard on for Jimmy. I said that earlier in the year when all this stuff started to happen with the T Wolves. Everyone's all about like, guys. What, what is he really bringing? Like they had. If you look at Minnesota's roster, even with just their main three guys. They were, what, an eight seed last year? Yeah. It's not like Jimmy Butler's doing that much. Everyone always talks about, oh, he, he's a great two-way player. He's a great two-way player. Dude, at the end of the day, all that translates, all that matters is wins, right? Yep. In playoffs. Yep. 
I think some of the problem with the, the, the Timberwolves is they're just trying to figure out. I, you know, this is this is just coming to me right now, but I feel like the, the the Timberwolves, their two guys are like a represent representation of like millennial stars in some way, like Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins. Like they're just very enigmatic. It's it's hard. I think it's hard for some of these older coaches to figure out how to unlock these guys. Yeah. Like Towns is really talented. Everyone knows it, but he's not. He doesn't have like that, like that killer instinct or that lead dog kind of thing. And and everyone, I think, you know, in the NBA who follows it closely is kind of disappointed about what Wiggins has done so far in his career. I've said that he's he a bu- taking his next like, step. Like, I deem him a bust. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're the number one overall pick, man. Yeah. So I mean, people need to figure out how to. Some, there's a. I mean, not to transition to NBA, but like, NFL. But like, there's a. Kyle Shanahan's three and ten, but there's there everyone's showing this video on Twitter about how well he talks to the team, like because he's pretty young, he's like thirty six. Yeah, I saw that video. Yeah, you know, just like kind of, I'm just interested to see who can unlock these kids that maybe me aren't like, I want to say they're they're super talented, but they're not alphas. You know, what I mean, they're not alpha. And Jimmy Butler clearly seems like he's an alpha personality. Comes in and just becomes a bull in a china shop. Doesn't know how to like communicate to these people. Can I ask you something? Please. Where does that saying come from? No clue. You hear it all the time. The alpha? Bull in a china shop. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's one I've never used. You've I've, never used it? I've never used that saying, bull in a china shop. Look it up. Where the fuck does that thing come from? <laughs> look it up. I'm not going to look it up. Yeah, I'll, think about what, yeah. I'll look it up after the show. But, no, I get that. And you actually think... I think you make a great point as far as the millennials and everybody's kind of... Dude, it goes back to what I was saying in the pre-show about I'm a fucking man. Dudes aren't men. These these guys are bitches. Kevin, Kevin Durant... I love that. I love, no, like 10% of the people are going to understand anything you just said, but but they're going to hear, I'm a man. It's, it's a nice pat on the back for, you, for yourself. It is. I am patting myself <laughs> on the back. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Kevin Durant is the prime example. He's the poster child for this. Can you imagine? Talk, can you imagine being the second greatest player in the world, having his talent and creating burner accounts because you're that insecure? I've said this forever. If I ever blew up, I wouldn't even give a shit about my Twitter. Why would you? Like you're already famous. Like you already have you've achieved the success is what I'm saying. I mean, you have a lot of you, you know listeners who are in college and younger. So I'm curious to know what it's like. I, you and I didn't grow up with like only like knowing social media in our lives. So these people are just it's the only thing they have. I mean, I, I think Durant is actually it's interesting you bring that up because I think he's a little older than the generation that I'm thinking of. But like, I remember you guys brought up Ingram and why Ingram's not like blossoming yet. But like, he kind of falls in the same camp as Wiggins. I agree. And, and and Towns is like you know I think there's talent there, but how do you unlock these people who are you know, a little bit more passive or mercurial or whatever whatever word. But it's you not use. just that. You got to look at I think things from a monetary perspective. Even the top five picks ten years ago aren't making near. What you know what I'm saying? Well, dude, it's got to be hard. It'd be hard for me. I think when you make so much money, where's that motivation going to come from? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you're making $20 million a year, I'm not even talking about the stars. I'm talking about, you know, some of these guys who've been in the league for a minute and get that max deal. Remember when all those max deals started a couple years ago? 
guys like Matthew Delvadova are getting what seven eight million a year. I mean, it, it's absurd. But that's my point. Where's your motivation? Shut down point guard. Where's your motivation come from? He's back in the Cavs. I know. That, that, that trade was ridiculous, by the way. Can we talk about it? First round pick as well. For Delhi? But also for George Hill. George, they, they dealt. Yeah. George Hill's a fucking. He's a. First and a second rounder, I think, in a, there. Like, that's, I don't get he's that. He's the Crypt Keeper. How long has he been in the league? And I will say this I'm a big George Hill guy because when I did that Broadway play five, six years ago, he came and saw it. So he's, he's, I'm, I'm a George Hill guy for life. But I'm just surprised at this time. That he's getting a first round pick moved <laughs> for him. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but sh- you know, good on you. He, he got paid. He, he got paid too. So good, good on him. But you know, I, I the interesting thing. To okay, me, okay. Here's a question. Yeah. Who is better right now in their career, George Hill or Tug Coker playing Larry Bird five years ago? Where 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 do those two stack up? Man, I don't know. Five years ago, you was Larry Bird. I was really good. Really, <laughs> really good. <laughs> all I know is I made all the shots the night that Larry and Magic came. That's all that mattered to me. You did. I made all like nine or ten of them. It was a big deal for me. When are we going to play that voicemail you have of Bill Walton on your phone? I don't know. When we, when we, I don't trust technology around you. When you're, <laughs> there's an SD card in your... STD card. Sorry. Yeah. It's Dandy Ruth's STD as card. As it was dubbed. In the tube. But that's not technology. That's just me being a fucking complete idiot. Whatever. Right? I, oh, man. Let's, well, so what else about the NBA? What else? I want to talk early MVP. Okay. I know we're only 26, 27, 28 games in. It's LeBron. How is it not LeBron? It's, it's LeBron. Yeah, it is. You know how many games the Lakers won last year? Take a guess. I do know the answer to this. I actually, I don't. I don't know. I'm going to guess 33. 35. The Lakers won 35 games last year. They already have 17, so they're basically halfway there. Yeah. On December 12th. And everyone talks about how brutal the West is, and it is tough. But I mean, they're they're doing they're they're beating good teams. They're game and a half out of first place. Yeah. And that that team without LeBron is. That's my point. Trash. Look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, and everyone's probably oh fucking Ruther and Prano, LeBron slurpers. Who else? Who else is the MVP? And I'm, you guys know me. I'm I'm not. I mean, as a person who enjoys the Celtics, I'm not a LeBron slurper, but I still think he's the MVP right now. I can't even think of a person that I would think to be. That's my point. You can't even think of somebody. LeBron's averaging 28 points a game. This is his 16th season. Luca. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's good, though. Donkic is good. Really good. And fun. You seen his mom? I always talk about his mom. <laughs> no. Milf. Bro, his mom's like a former model. Total milf. Get it, Luca. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the I would let Luca watch me bang his mom. Oh, my God. Is that weird? Yeah. Like, you can watch me bang your mom, bro. Like, he's an NBA star. And you're gonna, it's very nice of you. Very nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed by the Lakers team. I really, I really, I really have been impressed. I thought it would be because you know when you when he moved to the Miami, they started slow, sure, 500, I think at this point. And then when he moved back to Cleveland, they're figuring it out here to be. 
to be seventeen and ten or something like that. Or, seventeen and ten, correct? Yes, you know, like that's that's impressive to, to see that some of the teams they've beaten already. If the Lakers get fifty wins, there's no way he's not the MVP. Yeah, I agree. They went. They've been terrible the last three years. And they, they battled some injuries too. Like, isn't it? Like, they're still they've been juggling lineups. They've been juggling lineups with Rondo. Uh, you, you know, it, it's been interesting seeing who they've been playing. Kuzma's definitely excelled under LeBron. I watch him. I basically watch him all the time. Yeah. Javale McGee is having a great year. He's playing well. He's having a great year. Michael Beasley's not having a great year. He's not really playing that much. No, no. He's not in the rotation. No. But uh, I think it's been a tough adjustment for Lonzo Ball. What are they going to do with Ariza? Like just that rumor about Ariza. How are they going to? How they? What, the, what pieces are they going to move around to make this Ariza deal happen? I don't know. That's an interesting. I mean, shit, dude. When Ariza, think about this. When Ariza won the title with the Lakers, that was two thousand eight. I mean, that was ten years well, ago. But, but let's look. He was on the Rockets last year. Exactly. The Rockets. The Rockets aren't the same team without sure. any, but any defensive presence. I mean, he he was like a cool, you know. He was awesome. For He's them. a good defender. He can shoot well. Yeah. Good 3 and D guys, they call it. Yeah. And Luke Mbamute was the other piece that they lost this year. That's you know. Can you say that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I, I just glanced at the comment section. Uh, Stanga says, Anthony Davis is putting up career numbers. That, that, that's, yeah, that's a good point. I think I think in the NBA though, I don't know. I think that stuff kind of gets inflated. Not not inflated, but you know, how is that translating for his team? I agree with that. Do you know what I'm saying? I agree with that. And I love Anthony Davis. He's great. But again, like I just I just don't know how you couldn't at this point in the season, how you could couldn't give it to LeBron. I have an interesting question. Have any um, eventual MVPs ever been traded mid-season in their MVP year? Because what happens with Anthony Davis having like if he has a career year and then moves to the Celtics in a blockbuster deal? Like wh- I'm, I'm just curious to see what that would be like. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I can't imagine that's ever happened. You mean mid-season? Yeah, like you know, because he's everyone's. You know, everyone hears the rumors that you know he's going to L.A. or whatever or some other place, so they move him while they can. He's having a career year. I keep seeing Lakers and Clippers for him. I would never want to play for the Clippers. Just everything about that organization is just losing. LA is such a draw, though. People just really want to play. Nobody cares about the Clippers. No, I'm talking about the city. Dude, I'm going to pull up right now on SeatGeek. Let, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see how cheap tickets are for Clippers games. Take a, take a guess. What do you think the lowest tickets will be? I'm trying to think about who else could be an MVP. In the, I mean, Ka- Kawhi. Kawhi's already missed like six or seven games. Well, that's, just the Kawhi, that's what Kawhi does. Okay. I'm going to read you the next three Clippers games. The cheapest available tickets. Tell me who they're playing. Portland Trailblazers. Cheapest available. Cheapest available. Can we also do Lakers as a comparison? Yes. Um, $51. $23. Dallas Mavericks are the next game after that at home. $31. $21. Yeah. 
Why less? I want to say Luca. Denver Nuggets. Eighteen dollars. Twenty six. <laughs> so those tickets for Clippers games on SeatGeek were twenty three, twenty one, and twenty six. Now let me put in the Lakers. This shows that no one in this town fucking cares. Lakers, three cheapest tickets. Pelicans next. Take a guess. 84. 156. Yeah. Grizzlies, take a guess. 150. 164. And then they play the Clippers at home. My point is this. The other one was 23, 21, and 26. The cheapest Lakers tickets out here are 156 and 164. No one cares. And to, to be honest, if you're an NBA star and you purposely choose the Clippers over the Lakers, you're the guy at the bar who's like, there's two girls, and you're like, eh, I'm just going to go for the uglier chick. I'm just being honest. That's what you are. Well, you read that article about Durant, right, talking about the, the issues of playing with LeBron. Have you guys talked about that? We something? talked about yeah. it on air. Okay, so I read me, that article. Give me your bullet points. The so. Rick uh, yeah. Buecher article? Yeah. I mean, I guess I can kind of see it, but these dudes aren't alpha dogs where they go either. That was Joe's point. I thought it was a great point. Joe's point was like, so KD goes to Golden State, and we don't know who the alpha dog is, and they have problems playing with LeBron? Does that make sense? I think this is a big year. I mean, this is a big litmus test to, to prove that, that theory because they're going to have cap space. The Clippers are going to have cap space. So if, if people like Kawhi do go to the Clippers, then I think there's some truth to the, to the situation. I mean, I don't, I don't know. but Nobody gives a fuck about the Clippers. How long have you lived here? 12 years. So we're about the same. Yeah. I've lived here 11 years. This one story sums up the Clippers. Now, granted, they were awful. My first year here, I'm at a Clippers game. Clippers-Spurs game. I you go look unbelievably cozy right now. I mean, is this, guys, when you're watching this on YouTube, this guy's in full athleisure, excellent looking. Thank you. Courtesy of Flag and Anthem. With, the, with this beanie hat. Yeah. That's been, he's been getting killed for on YouTube. I'm getting like, murdered. <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> but, like, you look like the, the girls I went to college with who were late night pulling an all-nighter. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. Very comfy. Well, I got to give a shout out to Flag and Anthem. They are the ones making me feel great. A lot of people are wondering what's going on with their sweatpants, his joggers. These are brand new, fresh. Literally got them yesterday. Joe Prano and I got the same exact pair. We can be twinning and out. These amazing joggers. I'm wearing a very light yeah, it looks good. Flag and Anthem t-shirt. And uh, you guys, I have great news. We have a new promo code. It has been reset, which means every single person... Who's already used the code? You can use it again. This month, we're going to get new promo codes every month. Get yourself a Christmas gift. Get a gift for somebody else. The new promo code, if you go to flagandanthem.com, drop promo code Dirty December. I bet we're the only one who has that promo code online. Dirty December gets you 25% off. So if you're like, hey, I already used the code, well, guess what? You can use it again. Dirty December, you can look like me. I mean, Tug can see. I could not be more comfortable. You're unbelievably cozy, which is a word you use in the holiday season, cozy. Yeah. You don't use it the rest of the year. But, like, you look like you – I haven't said Indian style in, like, 15 years. You look, you look like you just kind of just chill out and sink into that couch. It's pretty incredible. Bro, I mean, you got to watch the interview with McAfee. He says how amazing this couch is <laughs> to sink into. He loved it. So, guys, go to flagandanthem.com and drop promo code DIRTYDECEMBER to get 25% off your first order. 
Or actually, I shouldn't say first order. Any yeah. order. Any order. They've changed that. Uh, Clippers-Lakers? What's do, up? Do you want to conclude the Clippers-Lakers? Well, no. I, what I was going to say was my one story, and I think I've said this before, that sums up the, the view of the Clippers living in Los Angeles was I was my first year out here. I went to a – actually, I went to a few because, you know, when I moved out here, it was the Kobe, Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum teams. Yeah. So just like it is now, I used to go to more Clippers games because tickets were cheap. Yeah. So I'm at a Clippers game. I go up to grab a hot dog. The entire, like, what do you call it? Like the foyer area where the hot dogs are, mm-hmm. the, the vending machines, yeah. is packed with people. All watching a TV screen. I go, what is happening? All watching. <laughs> there was no lie. 50 people huddled around a small TV watching the Lakers game while they were at the Clippers game. Yeah. And to me, that sums up how the Clippers are viewed in L.A. Even if they got Kawhi. Dude, let's not forget, they just had Blake Griffin. They just had Chris Paul. What did that translate to? There was some buzz. There was, it was, there there was, was buzz. buzz. You turn on L.A. talk radio, what are they talking about? What, what was wrong with the Lakers? Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. Exactly. That's true. That's all I'm saying. It's a, it's a Lakers town. It's a Dodgers town. And hopefully it'll be a fucking Rams town soon. <laughs> <laughs> as I touch my beanie. So as we move on before we finish NBA talk, like, do you have favorites to make the conference finals? I think you kind of hit on it. You, you like... The Celtics and maybe Raptors. What about the West? You think LeBron can take them to the Western Conference Finals? I, I do because LeBron has shown the ability to do that for so many years. Yeah. It's like, why would you bet against LeBron? I sure. Just, I just, but for the sake of arguments, let's say who else could make it in there. I mean, are the, are the Nuggets too young to get there? Yeah, like, I think so. I'm trying to think. The Rockets still haven't figured it out yet. They might, but they're still. I mean, they're, they're not. They're not even in the top eight seeds right now. Yeah, you're so, right, though, Tug. You just, you don't want to bet against LeBron. I just don't think you can bet against LeBron. I mean, I think it's probably exciting for the Warriors would want to see LeBron. I mean, maybe they maybe they don't, but like I think they probably still feel like they have the pieces to to handle that team. Dude, this li- year. listen to this. I'm looking at the current standings. Nuggets are overall. Uh, Number one after tonight's Warriors loss, between the one and eight seed in the West is three games. That's wild. Yeah, talk about parity. Three games. You know, Prano is you know very very vocal about the the his you know lack of enjoyment for Carmelo's basketball. Um, but last year, like I, I had a bet, I had a side bet with a buddy of mine for a couple hundred dollars that. That the Thunder would get to the second round of the playoffs, they didn't, so I lost. But like, it's kind of amazing to watch how that team got better this year. Uh, Addition by subtraction, I man. It's crazy. That, I mean, you know, obviously there's some complications with Roberson's return, which I think he's a big piece because he's so good defensively, and he sure. may not be back. But like, to watch that team, and and and, and, and Russ hasn't even been really a hundred percent the first part of this year. So to see can that you, team, can I, you relate to that though? I, I think. I want to put it in just everyday perspective, because I can. There, this podcast is better without Prano. No, no, not at all. I know. Uh, I, it's a joke, guys. It's hundred percent incorrect. I love Joe. Do you, Tug? I do. 
I didn't rape anybody. <laughs> I, don't I don't need, need to. to. <laughs> I showed the mayor that, by the way, today. I had to. I said you were coming on because the, yeah. ma- you know, the mayor's vested at this point yeah. in the show. And, and he's like, he's calling my buddy Tuck Coker. He's an actor. And I just text him that clip. And he's like, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I, Shout out to whoever wrote that episode because they really. That was like your TV debut, it right? It was. It was one of the first things I ever did. Bro, that's by far the best TV debut of anybody. It's pretty good. Like, I don't know how you top that. I don't know. I'm trying every day. No, but what I was going to say about addition by subtraction, do you ever have somebody in your life that's really not a bad person? But you cut them out of your life and things get better. Yeah. That's basically mellow. Do you know what I'm saying? Like somebody who you think might be uh, a bonus in your life or you think enhances your life, but then you end the friendship or you end the relationship, whatever it is, and you suddenly start to see, hey, my life's getting a lot better without this person around. This is, I think, where a thing where you talk about the money. We talked about it earlier about like these players have the money and stuff like that. Like, you know, Carmelo just had has struggled to figure out. Like, I have money. He's he's conflated his his ego with his money and his performance. By by which I mean like he thinks he's super rich. He thinks he's still a star. So he wouldn't come off the bench. It's wild. Yeah, like he it's like he should be thinking I got paid. Now I'll do whatever it takes to win. You know what he is. He let me put it in like a comedy world perspective. He's the guy who thinks he's ready for the Tonight Show or Comedy Central, the open micer, or he's the guy who doesn't know when they eat shit. Like in the comedy world, there's always that comic who's like, "I crushed," and other comics will be like, "Did you not hear nobody laughing?" Yeah. Like that's what Mello is. Yeah, I think it's partially that. I think it's partially someone who made a may, maybe of like headline at the at the Laugh Factory. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And um, years ago, and then and then still thinks they can headline and still like starts and it's doing people. the same jokes. Yeah, same jokes, and is like I you know I should and then he starts to wonder why he's slipping and they're like someone's like you should do some extra shows somewhere else to kind of get yeah. your audience back and he's like no I don't do that I I headline. The Laugh yeah. Factory, you know, that's what I do. Like, it's just not, it's just, it's just not having, yeah. good, not having a good temperature. That's a great for, point. A good barometer for where you are in the game. Like, it's just not quite. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I, I really, I, because I, I still love Olympic Carmelo. Like, I had a belief last year that he, they figure out a way to use him in a way that was special, like the Olympics, uh, you know, like 2012, I think. But um, they didn't figure it out. But they, they that, got, that's also a Beheim factor. Think about it. No. No? No. He won it. No, not for me. He won it Q's with Bayheim. He does well in the Olympics with Bayheim. Maybe maybe the connection to him playing well at Bayheim, yeah. I don't, and I'm not a, the biggest believer in Bayheim being you know, a, a great coach, but... Um, I bet he'd be a dick in real life. He seems like an asshole. He's pretty funny on, on, on some of these uh, in, interviews. Yeah, he's pretty funny. You watching a lot of college ball? PTI. I, he, he goes on every year, and he's pretty funny on that. But uh, No, I haven't got any, I haven't got any college basketball at all other than to watch Michigan be really, really good to start well, the year. Well, we should plug this. We plugged it in the pre-show, yeah. the world's longest pre-show. I think we set a Guinness Book of World Record <laughs> with that. We're going to do a live oh, yeah, guys, this is- YouTube day one of March Madness from the opening tip-off through the final game. So it'll probably last about 12 hours, 12, 13 yeah. hours. We're going to do a live YouTube stream calling the games, myself, Tug, 
of course, Prano. Some special guests. Goldberg, I'm sure, will make his way yeah. over here, hopefully. He's not in Vegas. Yeah. He might be in Vegas. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and who knows? Maybe we'll get some former athletes down here. We have a lot of time. I have a lot of time to work on this. But March, I love the idea. You love this. It. Yep. And I know you do because that just means more time away from uh, two I'll, children. I'll do whatever it takes to get away from my kids. <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> Hey, if you if you if you got kids out there, tell me how how to survive this. This is this is not. I'll never is, forget. My one brother has twins, and I'll never forget. I went home. They were born mid November. I'll never forget that first Christmas. You know when they're six weeks old. Oh yeah. I went to my brother's. I was helping him. The one kid, it's a boy and a girl would be sleeping. Then the other one would start crying. Like, we were rotating all night. And obviously, he normally does that with his wife. We were taking turns. We're in, a, we're in his basement, like, sleeping on and off, handling the kids. I did it for one night, Tug, and I was like, this is awful. Like, how do you do this with twins? This is your life? I, I wouldn't want to put that on anybody. Twins is really scary. I saw... Um the movie or twins? <laughs> <laughs> the movie's awesome. Oh, that's a classic. It's a great movie. There's a run where Schwarzenegger did some good comedies. I mean, Kindergarten Cops like a quasi comedy. Kindergarten Cops good too. Good too. Twins is great. Tonight is your night, bro. I mean, that's a great. Anytime you can pull a classic line out of a film, I feel like you've you've made your money's worth with the with the you know. When I think of twins, I always think of tonight is your night, bro. I always think of after Arnold Schwarzenegger after he has sex, and they show they pan to his eyes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's yeah. he's yeah. lying he's lying on the hotel floor in a sleeping bag, and they pan to his eyes. I mean, what a great concept! Him and Danny DeVito it's lost. A funny twins. concept. It really is a funny like it's a that pitch must have sold in the room like immediately. You think? Absolutely. Well, first of all, it's Arnold. Schwarzenegger. It's a height height of his powers, and then he's like. How about this great comedy of like uh, the largest man in the world and the smallest man in the world? The small fat guy. Yeah. And, tw- and Danny DeVito was a thing then too because he was going through like Taxi and the War of the Roses and all these things. Oh, he's doing a lot. Yeah. Um, what a classic. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty great. That'll be a remade one. 100%. 100%. These remakes are just getting out of control. What happens? You would know more about this than me. What happens when they remake a movie? Does that initial writer and creator, do they see? I think so, yeah. They see a cut. I can't say for sure, but like, yeah, it's it's international, international, intellectual property. Right? So guys, it's uh, got to be. Yeah. No. Speaking of that, any updates that you can talk about? About, about our show Now We're Talking? Yeah. Guys, I can't wait to have either, you know, come on. When we announce... The show. We're negotiating with a couple, well, one particular place, hopefully to air the show in early 2019. God. All the jokes will not be stale. <laughs> but no, the, show's, the show came out so good. So hopefully you guys are hanging with me. I, I know a lot of you guys have seen the first season. I think both seasons will air, so everyone will be able to see it. So um, I mean, are we going to let my acting abilities go to waste? You're in the, sh- you're in the show. You have a line. <laughs> but I, but more importantly, I have a deleted scene that, where I, I cut the scene together of you and Joe, and it's really funny. So I can't wait to see to show that to everybody. But um, 
God willing, we'll get this thing aired in 2019 early. It's a fucking process, right? It's just been a. I, I, that's, something I, that's something we'll talk about at length, maybe on a dinner report or something like that. Like, the business is. The it's business cr- end of crazy. Hollywood it's is crazy. It's nuts. I mean, you know, you you know, because you're trying to make stuff happen here and the other things, but I don't think people really have a clue how many people are involved with yeah. things getting put on the air. It's um, a lot. It's a ton. And there's like you know, there's so much. I don't want to say litigation, but legalese, like you know, co- contractual stuff have to take place. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And then the fact you never expect a, a network to implode when you're making something. Like, you yeah, expect, and NBC is not going to up and dissolve. So the fact that we're sure. starting with something with Verizon, which has, you know, everyone knows the, the name Verizon. For Verizon to have a company that kind of started a platform that dissolved mid-year, it's like this. It's a, it's a surprise. But I think ultimately will be helpful because we'll jump onto a place where you, everyone can see it. So maybe I'll just get it. I'll get our own network, and you'll be a star. DS. The no, line you have is it's it's a star making line. I don't even know my line. <laughs> no, you don't actually, because it's all improvised. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that. You call me up, hey, uh, Ruther, uh, can you show up to set tomorrow? It was like a year ago today, or something. Like well, that, I'm right? glad you bring that up because I put this on the rundown, Tug. Yeah. It's a little over two years ago since we all met, since you and Tommy. Came on Dirty Sports to promote season one. How yeah. different is my apartment? Yeah, it's great. We we sat over there. We sat over there, and it was like a square. Like we sat opposite opposite each other. Prano sat on this yeah. thing, my ottoman. Yeah, which now houses all the podcast equipment. There was no, there was no the TV situation, the my bed, the place being painted. You guys came over, and uh, and so it begun. Yeah, it's been it's been. That, uh, you know when it was? I looked it up. You guys first came on Dirty Sports December first, twenty sixteen. Really? All through Michael Costa. Shout out Michael Costa. He's killing right now on the Daily Show. He's killing what it. What a beast! Yeah, all because of Costa. It's a stud. Can we get to um, why we're all here, which is NFL? Let's do it. Let's get to some NFL talk. Week fourteen in the books. We're in 15 now. Oh, Jesus. See, I'm yeah. already losing track. We're moving right along. Moving right along. Week 15, I hold that 13-point lead on Joe Prano, that 13-game lead. I mean, this would be an epic collapse. It would be epic. Like, historically epic. Just so everybody knows, Prano will be submitting his picks. He is currently up in Tahoe. He's at Harvey's. Go see him. He's there with Eddie Ift. Go, go support our guy live. If you're in the Reno area, the Tahoe area, go support Prano. He will be submitting his picks to me, which I will get to uh, Beverly Dillamata. But we have our boy on my left, Tug Coker, going to do some picks with me this week. I'm excited. A lot happening this week, Tug. If I don't go 10-6, and six, I'll be very sad. You set the bar high. I do. Very high. Are you guys picking against the spread or just straight up? Spread. Oh, that's Oh, spread. Okay. Yeah. All we do is with the spread. So, yeah. Do you want to do any stories before we get to the games? About the NFL? Now, some of them are related to the games, but there's a couple stories that we might want to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. The Raiders are not going to be playing in L.A. I'm sorry, Oakland next year. It doesn't look like it. Yeah, we're trying to figure out where they're going to be. Are they going to split with the Niners or whatever? Well, just so everybody knows, the city of Oakland has sued yeah. the Raiders. This is unchartered 
waters as far as a city suing a pro team of how this all went down. Which to me says they're not going to be playing in Oakland. Like you're saying, they're either going to have to go to Levi Stadium or UNLV Stadium. Oh my gosh. Sam Boyd. It's such a crazy franchise right now because, I mean, what a year they've had, the Raiders. You know, Fire their GM this week. Fire the GM this week. Gruden deals off his two best players for first-round draft picks that he thinks they're going to be top 10 picks. Turn out to be mid-20s, early to 20 picks in the first round. They can't get anything resolved with the... Wait, I never thought about that. It's a good point. Thank you. Holy shit. You don't think that. Yeah. Both of those are playoff teams. Absolutely. So those picks are going to be the Bears and Cowboys. I mean, were, you, you could be like 24, 26, 28 first round pick. I mean, which everyone wants first round picks, but you're thinking when you're thinking when you tra- you're thinking you trade Amari Cooper to the Cowboys and they and they lose to the they lose to the Titans on Monday Night Football to go 3 and 5. And you're thinking, this is maybe the number nine, eight pick. And it's now turned into be 20-something. 20, 20 so, it's just a, cra- just, a, just a crazy year for the Raiders. I mean... Here's, you know what my take, my take is this. Just go, to, just go to Vegas. Just do it. And I know, I they, I know they have to play in a 45,000-seat UNLV stadium. Just get... Look. The Chargers are doing it. Yeah. The city has sued your organization. Your fans fucking hate you. You're not caring about winning. You left them high and dry. Just go to Vegas. Just do it. You know, and to tie that to tie that together, like the, you know, Vegas just got the draft for 2020. So there's a lot of buzz for the excitement of the Raiders coming to town. Just get them there early. So the NFL's finally coming around on all this. Oh what, I, yeah! I just don't get all these sports leagues. Gambling's been going on forever. Why is there such a delay? I mean, Adam Silver, to be fair, is is sort of ahead of the curve. We've all we've always yeah, yeah. we've always given props on this yeah. show. The NBA has always been ahead of the curve. Yeah, and Major League Baseball and the NFL have always followed suit. I don't know why. I know we all know why the NFL is behind. I mean, just it's you know it's just it's run by dumbass white guys. Yeah, it's just old white men. Yeah. But the draft will be there 2020. The NFL draft is headed to Vegas. Yeah, I, I, I would go to that. I would 100% go to that first round. What would you do? Like, if we, if, we went, if we went out for the draft, what are we doing? Like, are we going to the actual draft, or what are we doing? We're just Yeah, I think you got to go one night to the draft, the first round. It's, what, three hours? It's not the worst. Or are we just hanging out and gambling? Well, no, you do three hours. But then okay. you go back and just gamble, go to Marquee. Go to the nightclub. <laughs> nightclub? Yeah. You still going to nightclubs, Tug? I went to nightclub uh, for Halloween in, in Las Vegas. You were in Vegas for Halloween? I was. You ever hear my Vegas Halloween story? No. Classic Ruther. <laughs> classic. Self-proclaimed classic Ruther. I get so drunk. This is Halloween 2008. I'm not living there anymore. I, I was coming back. We did a comedy show at Planet Hollywood. U, a UNLV frat had paid us to do a comedy show. Um, Were you living there at the time or no? No. 
I was living in this LA. Is a, this is a return. Yeah. This is when I used to do those college shows at fraternities. So UNLV frat pays us to do a comedy show at Planet Hollywood, one of the theaters, and it's packed, but none of them care because it's, it's literally Halloween. Yeah. They don't want to hear comedy. The show goes bad. It's like 250 kids, but whatever. Afterwards, I get so fucking ripped. I'm wearing this giant pumpkin costume. <laughs> it, it's meant for children. But I'm trying to go as a pedophile out of mustache. Yeah. So the, the costume, like... Trying. Yeah. Trying to go. <laughs> the costume on a child will go down to its feet. But for me, it cuts off right above, like, the, the groin area. Yeah. And I just wore polka dot underwear underneath. So literally, you just lift up, boom, there's, there's my little fucking polka dot fucking, you know, underwear. And I had my phone and my wallet just shoved in there. I get so drunk, I somehow lose my friends, and uh, I come to miles from the strip. Dude, this is like hangover before hangover. I come to, I'm walking in a suburb at like 6 a.m., the sun's coming up. I'm in this outfit. No phone on me. This is what I had on me. One credit card. One condom, and that was it. Wow. And this is 2008, man. Wow. So basically, I found my way to a gas station. At this point, it's fully sun up. There, everyone's looking at me like a weirdo. I go in the jack-in-the-box a couple times. I know I've told this story, I think, maybe on Dent Report. And uh, to make a long story short, I end up back at my buddy's place who lived in Summerlin at noon. I knocked on his door wearing the pumpkin outfit. And said, can I walk in? And I'll never forget the words he said. He just looked at me. His mouth dropped wide open. Because I'd been with him the night before. And he just goes, what the fuck, Ruther? And I had to write my taxi driver a check. Because I didn't have any cash on me. And this is the kind of fun we're going to have at the 2020 <laughs> NFL draft. <laughs> You ever been you ever been so drunk, Tug? The sad thing is this has happened to me so many times. You ever been so drunk? You just come to and it's 6 a.m. and you're walking my like I literally was five miles from where I had been last. Yeah, that's crazy. Just totally blacked out. Dude, I bet you I blacked out, no lie. This would pain my parents to hear this. I bet you in my life I've easily blacked out a thousand times. Oh my thousand? A thousand. That's not that's not a real number. Swear. That's like as many times as you got drunk, probably. So like you were one to one. I was blacking out <laughs> I had the lowest tolerance for that stuff. Blackout all the time. I bet you in college, yeah, easily in college. I was black if I'm drinking on Friday and Saturday, I'm blacking out at least one of those nights. Did your brothers have the same sort of tolerance? No. Well it depends. I have a really low tolerance though. Yeah. Really low. That's why I like me and alcohol. Yeah, it's good. You can take a break. Yeah. I'm per, gl- per, per, per break. I'm glad I'm on this four and a half year break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the NFL draft. Yeah, what about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Tug, I'll tell you one thing I would not black out doing because it's such an amazing product. Is shopping for some chill boys underwear. I was just talking about the polka dot underwear. Now, if I had the chill boys underwear when I was blacked out, 
I could have probably kept some more things in there. Yeah. I, I, the thing about that underwear I was wearing that night is they were so tight. So Joe and I now have this amazing product called Chill Boys. And I saw one of the dirt balls sent me a screenshot. He just bought some. You ever have underwear that there's, there's not enough room? Like you feel all everything's fucking all tight? Definitely. Not with Chill Boys, guys. They're cool, soft, and they're quick to dry, which I love. They're made with high-tech micro mesh fabric to wick away moisture and keep the fellas cool and dry. No more sweaty balls. Guys, it says it in the read. No more sweaty balls. You're not going to deal with that with the Chill Boys. So, guys, upgrade to Chill Boys. Get your underwear in check for this holiday season. Simply go to chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. Use discount code DIRTY20. That's DIRTY20 to save 20%. Okay, it's pretty obvious why they're doing it DIRTY20, guys. You save 20%. So go to chillboys.com, drop promo code DIRTY20 to save 20%. And I love they have, they have mesh underwear. They're like mesh shorts, but they're underwear. I wore them to sleep at night. So my balls are chill. Because they're chill boys. Tug's just nodding his head. That sounds, I actually want to try that. Yeah. You want to try mine? Not yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to get to these games, Tug? Yeah, let's do it. We'll hit these other points while we're, while we're talking about it. I'm excited about Lamar Jackson. You are. I am. This is this is an interesting take. I know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm I, a little different than you and, and Joe on uh, the, the running quarterback. All right. But. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull it up, make it easy for us to see. Can you, can you see this? How, how's your eyesight? Really good. All right. Really Co- good. Of course it's good. You fucking played Larry Bird. That's right. In Broadway. <laughs> That's right. Larry Bird has great eyesight. All right. So we'll start with Thursday night, and I'm excited about this great game. game. Chargers at Chiefs. Yep. Chargers are kind of my Super Bowl favorite right now. I think it's a great, I think it's a great call. I, I, I like the Chargers a lot. I do. I, I, similar to the Raptors we talked about earlier, I get a little scared about the psychology of some of the of some of that uh, franchise. I'm nervous that uh, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous that they collapse when it when it matters. But I like them tomorrow night. I like this team tomorrow night. You like them to win? It's three and a half right now. Because I'm going to go on a limb right now. Say the win. I'm going to say it. You heard it here first. The Los Angeles, let's put Los Angeles in quotes, Chargers are going to go into Arrowhead Stadium and they're going to upset the Kansas City Chiefs. Phillip Rivers, this is his year. He's going to the Super Bowl. That's a great call. I, I know he struggles in Kansas City. He, there, there's been, I, can't, I don't have the, the facts in front of me, but I know he's had some, some problems scoring the last couple of years in Kansas City. Um, I like the Chargers. I think people have sort of forgotten the, the Kansas City struggled. Maybe it's the residual Kareem Hunt effect. Like they, it, they, they, it takes a big fourth down throw. They struggled against the Raiders. Struggled against the Raiders a week before they that. Struggled against the Ravens. What I'm saying the fourth struggling with teams that start with an R. I like the Ravens though. I think the Ravens have, they're they're a team that I don't think you want to see in the playoffs, whether it's Flacco or Lamar Jackson, just because. How many? Pl- I want to talk about that. We'll talk about that that game later, but um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs tomorrow night uh, to cover the three and a half in a close game. But I just feel like people have forgotten that Kansas City is 
how 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 good they are. They're winning and they're winning ugly right now. So I'll take them to win by. I think the six. Chargers defense is underappreciated and they're flying under the radar. Very good defense. You can run on them. So, I, you know what's interesting about tomorrow but is it, there's Spence, a lot of injuries going Spencer on. Spencer Ware is not playing tomorrow, exactly. or, or, or is doubtful, I should say. And Melvin Gordon's not playing. Melvin Gordon is also questionable. There, okay. are, there are some discussions that he might be available. Austin Eckler is out for the game. So Tug Coker's our Ian Rappaport. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, I think it's Josh Jackson is the is the yes. the next man up for for the Chargers. So uh, if you're if you're in your fantasy semifinals, uh, you know get ready to fire him up because Kansas City gets crushed um, uh, against the run. But I also think that. San Diego. I mean, I'm sorry, San Diego. Los Angeles. One way to beat them is through the, the through the rush too. So it's not going to be Spencer Ware. It's going to be Damian Williams tomorrow night. And I think. Um, what do we make of Anthony Lynn, Chargers coach? Because oh, he, in my, here's my opinion on him. I'm not sold on him yet, though. To me, he always has that look of like. It's kind of similar to the Marvin Lewis look, and I don't know if I'm just picking on blackhead coaches now, but it's like the. What the fuck's going on? The thing about the thing about Anthony Lynn is I'm not sure what he does. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my point. Yeah, um, that's exactly my point. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. And I think there's just so many lingering. Like I talk about the psychology of the, of the Chargers. They still have kicker problems. Like they actually have a good kicker. No, but they have problems. But they still Badgley. Have pro- yeah, they still have some problems. He's suspect. That, they have problems in that special teams game. So who's a better kicker? That Badgley or Penn Badgley, the actor? Penn Badgley is an excellent kicker. I watched some of the Gossip Girl on the, uh, <laughs> when they weren't rolling. Very, very good from 35. Um, I, I want the Chargers to be good because I really think that they're an underrated uh, team the past couple of years. Injuries have got them. Hunter Henry, you know, is a great tight end. He's been out for the year. So Do you know what I want? What? L.A. versus L.A.? Well, no. This is what I want. Because to me, this is a big F you to... Dean Spanos to the NFL, how the whole relocation was handled. I want the Chargers to end up getting a home playoff game, which means they have to beat Kansas City tomorrow. And they, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the tiebreaker situation would be, but I want the Chargers to have a home playoff game where it's not a home playoff game. Are you are you following? Yeah, I hear you. Where the majority of the fans are from the other team, because this situation has been so embarrassing. I want the big middle finger to the NFL, to the owners, and especially Dean Spanos. I think they can easily be the four seed. I mean, they play that four or five wild card game. Even if they lose tomorrow, I think they're still in the running for that. But they wouldn't. They, they wouldn't be a uh, no. The top four seeds are the division winners: East, West, North, South. Cor- okay, yeah, you're right. That's always the controversy with the NFL. Yeah, you have Sorry. to win your division to get a home game. So that, that that's the irony. Yeah. The Chargers are going to finish with a better record. Yeah, yeah. Then that's right. Maybe the Steelers, but they still have to play on the road. Remember that when a few years ago Carolina uh, had a much worse record than Arizona. Yeah, and then they had winning. Yeah, because they had that. They had their backup because I think I think Palmer was hurt. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm going to go with the Chargers to straight up win. It's my upset pick of the week. All right, moving along. But she, my, I just want to throw out the go like, ahead. The, 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 the home team on Thursday night has been dominant this year. It's true. I want to say like 
twelve and two or something like that. That's a good so, point. So anyway, maybe that's just uh regression alert for all you you know, fantasy and betting nerds out there. Regression alert. So we'll see. Now they have to look up the word regression. Yeah. Okay. Texans at Jets. The Jets are a six point dog at home. Who you got, Tug Coker? I am going to go with Houston. They didn't, they didn't win last week. They ended their nine-game win streak. I think they they bring it back. They have a good defense. The Jets, I don't even know who's playing quarterback at this point for them. Is it Darnold? Is it McCown? I don't care. I'm going to say Houston and New York covers. No, it's going to be Sam Donald. You know, he, he, they got embarrassed a few weeks back at home against Buffalo. And they came back and avenged that loss last week, winning on the road, divisional game against Buffalo. Sam Darnold played decent enough to win. I like Houston this week bouncing back off of a uh, lost Indy. If you guys go on uh, online and you follow uh, Josh Hermsmeyer, known as Frisco Josh, he does a thing called um, – he's a, he's a big data guy, and he has a thing called an, an air yards report. He kind of invented the term air yards. And he, and he puts out a weekly report of guys to bet on if you're betting on – if you're doing daily fantasy or whatever like that. Um, he has, um, I'm blanking on the name because I have two two kids. What's my boy's name? Who's the best uh, wide receiver for the Texans? Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is so sad. This is so sad. De- uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Thank you. DeAndre Hopkins is the number one buy for the week in DFS. Ah. Apparently it's he's never been on the he's never been on this list before. It's like it's like people who are sneaky buys in fantasy. Yeah. He's number one okay. on the list this week. So look for look for when when DeAndre Hopkins goes off this week, think about this. So you have them covering at six? I do. All right. Moving on. Who, who likes to take a road fave of minus six? That's a disaster. Yeah. You're not, you're not gonna get paid very often doing that. Cleveland at Denver. The Broncos coming off a bad loss yeah. to San Francisco are three-point favorites. Cleveland had a good game last week. Baker Mayfield played well. I'm going for Denver to win and cover. It's in mile high. Not an easy place to play. Baker Mayfield, he's very hot and cold. He, he's basically your typical rookie quarterback. He has moments of greatness. He has moments of, I'm a rookie. I think he comes down to earth this week. I like Denver as well in this game. I think it's like a perception thing where people are going to probably be betting on a Cleveland team that has got some momentum. Uh, people look at Denver and say, well, what a bad loss against San Francisco. Um, you know, I think the Emmanuel, the Emmanuel Sanders thing is an issue. I think they're trying to figure out who's going to take over that role. But in that same, same air yards report that I just mentioned, they have Cortland Sutton on there. A guy who who let down a lot of fantasy players last week. Look for him to have a big game. I think they get it done this week. Um, Denver's going to stay in the playoff hunt with a win. Yeah. All right. So we both agree there. Yeah. Moving along, the Packers at the Bears, a rematch of that week one epic Sunday night game where Aaron Rodgers came back, led the Packers to an amazing comeback. Six-point Bears favorite coming off a huge win against the Rams, the game you heard Joe and I call here on YouTube. 
What do you think of Mitchell Trubisky? No, I heard you guys. I, I listened to a lot of that, um, of that, uh, if you want to call that broadcast from you. And whoa, 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 whoa. We're not using the term broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that in air quotes. I said this in the, uh, the, the pre-show, but. You're coming in. You're coming in prepared. It looks like you're trying to pull up some stats. Yes, I did. I just want to say some quotes that you, some Rutherisms. There's a flag on the penalty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Flag on the penalties. All right, hold favorite. on, hold on. Let me let me tease this up a little. So these are Rutherisms from last week's live Sunday Night Football Bears Rams. I think this is a testament to how good these guys are. Like we all evaluate the broadcasters. And I, and I, look, look, TC Minute. I'm the guy that that studies these broadcasters, rank them, and it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to do. Like, yeah, you, you know, you know. <laughs> let's let, so let's 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 start from the top. These are some of my uh, complete fuck ups. Well, you um, called Tariq Cohen Tyreek Hill. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite lines was, "Yo, first down." Yeah. <laughs> you said you needed an earphone from uh from producer a producer which is called an ifb in the world but uh we'll let that one slide but you said um two of my favorites are there's a flag on the penalty and uh the the penalty that you called out was a block underneath the legs <laughs> i didn't say chop block <laughs> not a chop block it's a block underneath the legs so um those are just some of my favorites from the week. So it's not it, easy. It's not. It's not easy. And we all look. We all have a tough time with the people that we hear every week. I mean, these people are on our on TV every week. The Chris Collinsworths of the world. So I am at Jason Witten's level. You're yes. You're probably below Jason Witten, which is hard to imagine. Yeah, but to to be fair, if you put me in a booth and I was fucking around, like you know, I think I'd do better. I think it's just amazing how I think it shows how good Romo is just to walk in and just be ridiculous. I almost feel like I want to do a legit me calling a game now. Well, I feel like well, well, I, have been Mark sh- I have been challenged. I, the, yeah, gauntlet is thrown. The gauntlet has been thrown right into my dent head, just right into the head. <laughs> went, went straight through my my scully that I'm wearing. Is that what they're called? Scullies? It's, it's regional. Some people call it that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's thrown right through. March Madness, day one. We're going to have to pick, say, Ruther. That's going to be so hard. I think you should do one more NFL game because, like, you're not going to know. You, you couldn't even study for, for one game on Sunday Night Football. How are you going to study for, whatever, 16 but that's games? The, and that's the door. And by the way, when we call the game for March Madness, all I'm doing is smoking so much marijuana all day. Like... You think me messing up those names was bad last we're gonna, Sunday? We're going to be like Bill Walton and Dave Patch. That's, that's yes. what it's going to be like. I'm going to try to keep it together, just be the straight guy. Yes. And here's the best part. I have to run a marathon literally three days later. Oh, yeah. The marathon's three days later. That's all, that's all, all the greats train, though. Bro, I'm not messing around. No. It's all no. mental. All oh, right. No, so- Trubisky. That's about Trubisky. And I, uh, I just want to say, like, I heard you guys aren't a, are, are sort of lukewarm on him. Yes. I'm a little bit more bullish uh, on Trubisky. I have some emotional t- uh, ties to him because he is a, um, a fantasy quarterback that I own. And um, I've watched him play a lot this year. And I think 
he was a little rusty. He reminded me of the Trubisky from week one to early on in the year, just doing first first reads and then scrambling. Like I saw, you know, middle of the year he was awesome. So I'm hoping we get back to that. I, I think he throws a pretty ball. I think I think his throwing motion is awesome to watch. We and we also forget that he only started 13 games in college. You know, he doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have a lot of uh, real game time under his belt. He's still learning. He's you know he's learning under a good system. I'm bullish on on okay. I mean, it, it's tough when you like you don't take Mahomes. You know, in the same draft, like that's a tough comparison. Sure, but I think, I think actually, I think I called last year that the Jaguars were going to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and they almost did. That was a good call. I think the Bears, are, the Bears were that call for me this year, and it's it's easy because they they looked really good this week. But like, I'm not against that. I think they got a real shot to to make some noise. Well, with all that being said, I'm taking the Green Bay Packers to cover. I like the Bears. Here's why I like the Bears. That line is crazy. Minus six to me sounds crazy. Who who wants to 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 give Aaron Rodgers six points? And that's why I'm taking it. Yeah, exactly. It feels like a sucker bet to me. Um, I feel like I got to take the Bears in this game. All right. There's well, no I'm taking reason. the pack. And Aaron Rodgers, I trust. All right. Detroit at Buffalo. We're not really going to delve into this game. Uh, the Bills are a two and a half point favorite at home. Sure, I'll take Buffalo. That's my take. Matt Stafford's been really disappointing this year, right? I mean, and look at the skill players that are on t- on Detroit. I feel like Detroit used to have like a pretty fun offense. I don't know even know what they have anymore. No, I mean it's it's, it's Kenny Galladay, Zach Zinner. They have uh, is what's his name? What's the receiver? Is he? Is Mar- he, Marvin Jones is on IR. I was just gonna say Marvin Jones is injured. Done. Okay, yeah. And I, but here, you know, there's a gambling theory out there when you, when you that uh, peop, the teams get excited to play um, away from their because because they get crushed in the media at home for being bad, so they're excited to play on the road. They won last like against a terrible Arizona team, but they still won. I think they're going to do the same thing here in Buffalo this week. I'm going to take Detroit. All right, the Bills. What like, like three? At the Ravens. Now, big news this week out of Baltimore. Joe Flacco is healthy. Yep. However, yep. he's not going to be starting. They are going to stick with Lamar Jackson, who Joe and I have really made a lot of jokes about running a high school-style offense. It's not, it's not pretty. Have you watched him? I actually have not watched him play, and I, I I've watched watch, him. It's not good. I've watched multiple games, like large chunks, if not full games. They can't throw the ball. Now he's a good runner. Yeah. To me, you're a broken leg. Any any play, like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So they're big. They're big favorites. Look. The flat the Flacco thing's interesting, man. I looked it up and I put this on the rundown. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. I did. Flacco's never thrown for thirty touchdowns in a season. Isn't that wild? In his entire career, Joe Flacco has never thrown for thirty touchdowns. Like that's not that many. He's not, a, he's elite though. Is Joe Flacco elite? Dude, that playoff run, I, I had to relook it up. <laughs> that playoff run when they won the Super Bowl, he threw 
for like 1150 for yards, 11 touchdowns. This is in four games, zero interceptions. Think, think about that run. Yeah. Like that's a once in a lifetime run that he did with for four games. Can you name multiple offensive weapons for the Ravens over the past 10 years? Name some name some wide receivers. Steve Smith. Steve Smith. But that was late Steve Smith. Tory uh Tory Smith? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going big names. I'm just well, I'm, I'm saying that my, yeah. my, that's my point. I'm it's just like, trying to what, name what, names. what are some names? Anquan Bolden was just, on there for a while. I was just going to say Anquan yeah, Bolden. Like, but well, I guess that's my point. Is like they're Are you making so you're saying Joe Flacco's had nothing to work with? I'm saying I'm saying I don't By the way, I'm not anti-Flacco. I'm just kind of breaking him I'm down. I'm pro Lamar Jackson and I'm I'm excited to to explain why, but Okay. But I'm saying the Ravens have never been about offense and it's like I can't think of. I, I'm just saying. I guess I'm, and it, it's it's it, the evidence is because I can't name any players that have gone in and crushed. When when I think about the Ravens offensively, I can't think of anybody. Jamal Lewis from the early 2000s before Jaflacco. Yeah. Ray Rice. Nah. I mean. No, he really hasn't. He really hasn't had the receivers. C. Smith was a good piece, but that was after Todd Heap. Todd Heap is exactly what I was going for. Arizona State. I mean that's who that's all I'm working with here. <laughs> What's my boy D- Dennis Pitta, who has legs blown off? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but when you said when he got his legs blown off, <laughs> I just pictured an IED in like Lieutenant, Iraq. <laughs> Lieutenant Den, <laughs> <laughs> like an IED in like Iraq or Afghanistan, just blowing his fucking legs yeah. off. I mean, no one loves the tight ends more than. Flacco but here's why I like Lamar Jackson and again you, th- you throw the Chicago Bears I guess I'm liking the defense of teams to surprise they were like, fun to watch against Kansas City last really week. fun and they, they should have won that game they like, should have you know and like if 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 Lamar pulls that game out or whatever there's no fourth and ten joke throw or ridiculous throw by RG3 oh oh the, oh Mahomes to get that yeah, yeah. fourth and ten they're up 24 17 they win the game then it's a no doubter that Lamar stays on board and yeah, he's had some big, you know, easy wins against Oakland and Atlanta and Cincinnati. But now he's got Tampa Bay, and then he's got Cl- Cincinnati again. So I feel like no, they already played they, Cincinnati. They play him again. They play in the last. No, they play Cleveland. Yeah, they play Cleveland last game. The Bengals beat them earlier in That's the year. Right. That's right. So On Thursday night football. So to me, what's exciting about Lamar is he's got that team hyped up to to play. They're playing for him. I agree. Yeah. But again, he's one quarterback runaway from a broken leg, a torn ACL. It just it, you just can't do it in the NFL. I agree with that, but 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 I think if you look back to just last year when Foles steps in, there's not a lot of better backups than than Joe Flacco. It's like yeah, yeah, you change your system. Oh, I agree with you there. But Flacco is not. I mean, they have to change some of the plays. Sure, but Flacco, Flacco can still get it done. So I think it's like it's not a bad situation. A good, a good situation to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I was talking about this the other day. When when Peyton won the Super Bowl with the Broncos, didn't he get? Ben- I think he got benched for a few games for Osweiler. And then Osweiler, I think, got hurt or like for like a couple plays. He did. And then Peyton came in. In fact, Brock Osweiler. Do you remember this game? Brock Osweiler led the comeback against the Patriots against the Patriots on Sunday, Sunday Night Football. Football. The game in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, and then Peyton came back and then took him on that run. So I feel like the, the, the defense is playing. It's the number one defense in the league, I think. Look, to the dude, stats. I watched the Kansas City game. Mahomes made some amazing throws. But I said this on last episode. They also had him lost at times. Yeah. And the announcers were talking about it. Yeah. I believe it was, it was Romo. Romo said that. He's like, this defense has him lost at times. I'm all in on that. Look, I agree with you. I'm all in on the Ravens defense. I just, come playoffs, I'd rather have Flacco. It, 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 my, my point is this. My point is this with Lamar Jackson. I'm not disagreeing with that Lamar has them hyped and that, he should stay the starter. But I'm also saying at the same time, Tug, if you have a quarterback who can't throw the ball, you're fucked in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. I I, I, I totally hear that, and I think that's I think I'll probably lean Flacco in the playoffs too. But it's doing a couple things. T- 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 teams will adjust to to Lamar, but right now a lot like teams are averaging over four point. Like that was always the base, like four four yards per rush in the NFL. Like that was the average. Yeah. This year, teams are averaging more than four yards per rush. Um, teams are trying to defend the pass, so teams are, are 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 vulnerable against the run, and and the Ravens are doing that. And the other thing that that's doing is that I think they run seventy one plays a game at, per average with Lamar Jackson. That's number one in the league. They run seventy one plays of offense per game. And what does that do? Keeps the defense super, super fresh. Gotcha. So they're they're eating up the play clock yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. running. So it's a good point. You know. So I think yes, there might be a time when it turned to Flacco, but like these teams aren't these players aren't getting beat up. Like I, I think Baltimore could make some waves. I agree. Uh, in the AFC, so I agree. Having said all that, I like Tampa Bay in seven and a half this week. Um, I don't normally want to go against Baltimore in Baltimore. They're a pretty good home team. But that half point is huge. I like that. I like that. I like that hook. That half point is Tampa huge. Bay. I am also going to say Tampa Bay. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go Baltimore. I like it. All right. This game, there's no line. Arizona at Atlanta. Why is that? I don't know. I I, I don't know the answer to that. So Joe and I will have to come back. I to saw that. the line at nine. I think earlier in the week, but. Well, me we'll and Prano will yeah. we'll, we'll decide I'll, that before I'll, the game. I'll, I'll send mine in. Okay, cool. Oakland at Cincinnati. Here's two terrible teams. Do you remember the Bengals started four and one? The yeah. Bengals started four and one. They're five and eight. They've gone one and seven since then. I know this because I've been following Joe Mixon really closely in a lot of fantasy leagues, and I think he's, you know, aside from his out, you know, personal struggles. <laughs> Challenges, struggles. You mean I don't want to say struggle. That's the wrong word. The struggle of told, hitting a girl in the yeah, face. Yes, uh, poor choice of words. But he's played. He's a, he's a he's. A, I think he's underutilized. This. I'm excited to see what a new coaching regime could do with some of the players because Tyler Boyd's good. He is good. AJ Green with healthy is really good. Mixon's I think is a beast. Um, you know Eifert, bro, can't get healthy. But Uzama's not bad. Eifert, yeah. I'm gonna go with <laughs> My legs blown off. Sad, sad, <laughs> sad. So sorry, Tyler. Do not apologize. Um, His legs get blown off literally every <laughs> every year. He walks into an IED. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Eifert literally walks into an IED every year. Yeah, um, I, I'm I, going to Oakland. I like Cincinnati in this game. 
Driscoll. I'm going to tell you why. I like Jeff Driscoll. I actually like Jeff Driscoll, but here's why I like Cincinnati. Cincinnati hasn't won in five weeks or whatever. Oakland's just coming off a big game against Kansas City, a big win against the Steelers. This is a, this is a big letdown spot for me, for Oakland. I like Cincinnati to win. I think they're going to win pretty big in this game. All right. I'm sticking with Oakland. Stupid. The Titans at the Giants. Three-point New York favorite. Interesting game here. The Giants have been playing well. They, they have. Looks like they finally figured out their offense. Saquon Barkley, who I said was the best running back in the NFL early on. I, I you know what I heard I heard you guys talk about that on your last podcast and yeah. I yeah. was crucified. I'm, I'm amazing to watch when they're actually have like some scheme and some good offensive linemen. Like yeah. he's so scary. He's amazing. He's awesome. I'm going to go with the Giants. I like the Giants, too. I'm not sold on Tennessee. Now, what do you think? Joe and I have argued a lot about Marcus Mariota. What do you think of him? I want to believe in Mariota. I don't think he's in... I think they might need an OC that could really help him play that style that really lets him flourish to kind of quick passes, use some... You know, he has some mobility. I know you guys are anti-mobility like in quarterbacks, but that's something he does really well. Um... I think the jury's still out. I, I'm, I think I'm disappointed with how what his performance. And I, I was kind of higher on him than he's than he's been so far in the NFL. I thought he'd be better. I mean, he had a great playoff game. I thought in, he'd be better in Kansas City last year. Yeah. But I'm just saying, outside of that, Prano would argue with me on this. Outside of that, it was him and Winston, right? Like, yeah. Where do those guys stack up? You know, and we're coming into this the, the time of year where like these guys are about to re up potentially for for deals. So like, what you know, what are these what are these well, what franchises going to do? What do you think about those think, two guys? I think you re up for Mariota. I think you stay on board. Winston, I think, is interesting just because of his his baggage, his personal struggles. <laughs> <laughs> All these guys have a lot of struggles. A lot of, a lot of struggles. A lot of struggles. <laughs> I'm Todd Kochler. I'm going to be the counselor for the NFL players. I handle all personal struggles. <laughs> That's right. Um, I think they're both going to. I think they're both going to stay with those two teams because these quarterbacks are hard to find. But I just. I don't. I don't. But I don't, my question to you is: Are you sold on one more than the other? No. No. I don't love either one. I think they're both middle. Middle of the middle, pack. Middle of the pack for me. All right. Well, we both have the Giants in that game. Moving on, the Dolphins. Which is surprising because, you know, the, I will say this about the Giants. Like, they're playing well. They should be tanking right now. They're playing. They're actually playing good football. The Titans need the game more, which I'm, it's, a, it's, it's a surprising line by Vegas because they just crushed Jacksonville. To, to be underdogs, I think, is surprising because they've beaten some big teams this The Giants year. just crushed the Redskins. Yeah, but who cares about the Redskins? They, they, had, they had Mark Sanchez. And Josh Johnson. And Josh Johnson, you know, like the, the Titans. John, Johnson and Johnson. I, I, I literally think the founder of Johnson and Johnson, who, who you know, the, the, the place that does like t- toothpaste and fucking, what do they do? Dental floss and yeah. shit? And, and baby shampoo? You know what's interesting to me? I thought Josh Johnson was a different quarterback. There, I remember Josh Johnson now, but who was the other Josh? There's another Josh. The other black Josh. Yeah. Old Tampa Bay quarterback. Yeah. I thought that was him. <laughs> Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman. Yeah, I thought Josh. I, I, in my head the whole time, I was like, yeah. "Oh, they're picking up Josh Freeman." Me too. And it was Josh Johnson. I was like, yeah. "Oh, yeah." I don't. I no. Josh Johnson is the adopted black son of the founders of Johnson and Johnson. That's not true. Yeah, it is. 
Wow. No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. The Dolphins, after their huge walk-off win, head to Minnesota where they're seven-point dogs. Minnesota is coming off an atrocious offensive night against the Seahawks. Seven is big. Vegas is putting nothing into that win against the Patriots. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And the Vikings, who just fired their offensive coordinator, are seven-point favorites? What do we make of that? It's a big spread. Yeah, I, 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 think, I, I think I lean Minnesota in this game is because Kirk Cousins is 0-7. He's never won on Monday Night Football. He's been, ter- he's been terrible. Kirk Cousins has not beat a winning team this year. He's terrible in prime time. Terrible. I guess his best game was against the Rams in that Thursday night game where he had some good throws. And they still lost by still, two touchdowns. Still lost. I just feel like I just feel like their defense is really good. I mean, yeah, the Kirk the, Cousins is kind of like, you know who he kinda is? He kind of is following that same line of Andy Dalton. Wow. But he is. Put up some numbers, not win playoff games, primetime melt. Yeah, exactly. That's a good call. That's a good call. I'm telling you. Kirk Cousins is Andy, Kirk Cousins is the non ginger Andy Dalton. <laughs> is, your, <laughs> is that our title? That's your title, yeah. Kirk Cousins <laughs> is the non ginger Andy Dalton. <laughs> Do I need to mention the ginger part? Yeah. Just Kirk Cousins is Andy Dalton. Yeah. I, you know, I, did you watch that Monday night game? I did. The Vikings defense played so well, so well, so well. They couldn't do anything on offense. And you saw you saw some of the Thielen. You, you, you hot mic, right? You saw oh, yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah. Dude, this should have been all fucking night. This t- should have been all fucking night. This TV, by the way. Yeah. And I think the dirt ball, the dirt balls who follow us on Twitter, and I don't know why you wouldn't, at the Dirty Sports, have picked up. I love tweeting out the hot mic. So this is a new TV. I can go into a mode on my TV called sports mode. For not only picture, but sound. I don't know what it does, but I pick up, when I go into sports mode, it picks up everything. Yeah. So people have asked me, they go, how do you, how do you hear all this? I hear everything. If you came over, you're going to love March Madness. Can't wait. You put it on sports mode, you, I'm not exaggerating. I got to give a shout out to LG for this. The LG TV, you feel like you're at the fucking game. And I heard it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Thielen yeah. and, and everybody was tweeting about it. Kirk Cousins looked awful. Now I know the Seahawks have a good defense. I don't want to take anything away from their defense either. And not to say, not just to, 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 just a quick aside, but like Adam Thielen has been awesome this year. I mean, Kirk Cousins has been giving him the ball. Like, I don't want to say like it's not like you should maybe slow down a little bit on Kirk Cousins because he's like mean, the first half of the year. Kirk, I mean, Thielen was breaking records. So it's like he's not trying to he's not trying to avoid throwing to you, big dog. Yeah, you know I see that point. So I'm gonna go with the it, Dolphins. It's two weeks in a row because remember when Adam Thielen got into a Belichick uh, also like yeah. the week before. Uh, so I don't know. A little the, little the, drama queen the, diva diva hangry. He's a little diva wide receiver. Maybe, but uh, you go with Miami. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Because uh, I, I really do love that defense, and I think like 
it's a, they're, they're still a must. They, they still control their destiny. They're in must-win mode. I think it's. I'll go with Minnesota. All right. So many big numbers this week. And here's another one. Redskins at Jags, yeah. seven point Jags favorites. I think. I think the other interesting number is the total. It's the lowest total of the year, thirty six. Um. So it's that. Vegas Who's playing quarterback for Redskins? Is it Josh Johnson? Yep, not Josh Freeman. Josh Johnson. What if they're the same people? <laughs> you ever seen in the same room? I, I want to see. <laughs> I want to see evidence that Josh Johnson and Josh Freeman are not the same people. Two black dudes named Josh. I'm just saying. You know any black dudes named Josh? Personally, no. I don't either. This whole thing is suspect. Josh Howard was a former. Dallas Maverick. Sure. Josh, um, who's the guy who played for the, the Hawks forever? I think that's the same guy. <laughs> it's Josh Howard. No, Josh. Uh, oh, he played for Stanford, too. Had an afro. I don't think he went to Stanford. I think he was straight out of high school. Then he ended up in the Clippers. He played for the Rockets. I knew somebody who knew him and that he was high all the time. Someone hit us up. Tell us who that Why is. Why are we blanking on names? You know what? My, my, it's, my, it's 11. We, it's 11.48. We did an hour YouTube pre-show. We've been talking I ruined for it. two hours and 45 minutes. I'll take the blame. Thank you. I'll take That's the, all I wanted to I'll hear. take the blame. When I, when I go home late and my wife yells at me, I want you to call her and say, it's on me. I, I have no problem doing that. I like the Redskins in this game. Um. I don't know why. You don't trust Cody Kessler? I'll take all the points. I just want all the points I can get in this game, so I'll take the Redskins. All right. I will also take the Redskins. This line's two and a half, just so you know. It says not available, but I know the line is Colts minus two and a half. Okay. So so this is the spread we will use. Two and a half, Dallas at Indy. Indy's a two and a half point favorite. Correct. You may see some threes out there, which is a big number, but I think let's just for the fun of it, let's just do two and a half. We'll, we'll use two and a half. Yeah. I have been big on the Cowboys lately. Prano's giving me shit. I love their defense. I love the addition of Amari Cooper because it's opened things up for Zeke. It's completely changed their offense. Even though they're not scoring a bunch of points, it's changed their offense. I like Dallas to cover. It's tough for me as a Cowboys fan. That, that you know, there's so many trends. Them being 500. I, I like the Colts in this game. I don't. I. I think. I just feel like the Colts. This is just. I. I just had this weird thing that the Cowboys are going to be battling for the in the last week of the season, trying to get in the playoffs. I just have this thing that. Somehow the Giants Colt the Giants Cowboys game is going to matter. Um, well, there are how many games up now on the Eagles? Two, two, right? Yeah, and, and then three. It might be over with when with Nick Foles playing on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to go Dallas, man. I'm going to go Colts here. It's yeah, Colts. Uh, all right, let's get through these. Seattle at San Francisco. The Seahawks are four point favorites on the road. They're, they offensively were bad. They were awful. Russell Wilson had his worst game of his career. Doesn't change my opinion on Russell Wilson. Yeah. Did you see the stat? Nope. After their first, after his first, Russell Wilson has the most wins. Now, I know it's a team sport. After oh, just, seven seasons in the NFL, 
No quarterback has had more wins. Dude, everyone who wants to come game manager, he's overrated. How is he overrated? After seven seasons, no one's had more wins. I know you, you, you and Prano. I mean, we talked about, for those who are, so there's no one with us. But that train ride, I think you, you guys discussed Eli and Wilson the entire train down the Rams Chiefs games. Yeah, just so everybody knows, Tug brings up a good point. We don't just do this on air. Yeah, we did it in a whole. This we did a whole tr- a whole train ride down yeah. the fucking stadium. I think, man, I, I I respect Russ. I probably lean more towards the Pareno side of the discussion, and I'm going to take San Francisco in this game because a for it's a revenge game. They kind of got waxed in Seattle two weeks ago, and a lot of these these stat nerds talk about how efficient Russ has been this year. You know, I think he threw like. In the first half, I think he threw four passes in that game. He had three touchdowns. I think he threw 17 passes total and had four touchdowns. But see, that's why I like him. That's it's, just, it's just not sustainable is what I'm saying. It's just not – it's it is it's true. It's a reason it, I like him. But see, my argument is that's just not true. He's been – he's done it for seven years. I'm telling you right now, he has the most wins. That's the well, argument. Most wins versus throwing four touchdowns on 17 passes is, is – this is a different argument, but but, but here, here's what's so interesting, and we don't have to like. There's no point like to get into. Everybody knows my love of him, but I brought up Joe Flacco has never thrown for 30 touchdowns. Yeah. Russ is at 29. This will be the third year out of his first seven. My point is like the guy throw the guy is efficient. He's I mean he's, but but he's, hold on. It's not all him either. They have a running game. They have a defense, and I'm fully aware of that. They are also a team I would not want to play in the playoffs. I think they're a paper tiger. Ah, oh. yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. They don't scare me. I thought their D looked very good. It's just not a team. I feel like once you get outside of uh, outside of Seattle, I don't think it's a team that that really scares me. Um, I don't think. I don't see how they. I don't see how they compete with the Saints. Really, or the they, they played hard. They played the Rams hard in L.A. I mean, that's 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 fair. But I think um, they played both games. The Rams hard. Yeah. So that's a it's a, it's tough to beat a, that those teams. So you're going San Fran. I like San Francisco. In this I'm game. I'm going to go Seattle. That number's so short. My, Seattle minus four. It feels like a trap to me somehow. It's a trap. All right, New England at Pittsburgh. <laughs> wow, Star Wars. Uh, Love me some Star Wars, though. Um, New England's a two-point favorite. Pittsburgh has been a disaster. Yeah. I was big on them for a minute. Should have lost four in a row. It's lucky to be Jacksonville. I like, I like Pittsburgh in this game. Uh, this, is, this, is feels like a, this is feels like when you believe in conspiracies and like the you know, NFL corporate calling down. It's, it, to me, it says... Pittsburgh's going to win this game. Patriots are still going to the playoffs. They're, they're sitting on a magic number of one. I, I just feel like Pittsburgh's going to win this game. Pittsburgh has to play New England this week and then go to New Orleans next week. Wow. Like, that's – if they don't win today, they're not winning next week. Well, and then they close this is what I'm a believer in. Cincinnati. Bill Belichick. Yeah. And – he had an embarrassing loss in Miami. I don't know what the hell Gronk was doing out there. I think they write the ship. I think they win. 
All signs point to New England in this game. If you look at the stats about Gronk against Pittsburgh, he he absolutely obliterates them. Um, and Pittsburgh gets owned by New England. Uh, to me, this feels like a narrative where everyone's going to buy into New England. I'm uh, buying in. I'll take Pittsburgh. All right. Philly at the Rams, a game I will be going to. I'm excited. It'll be my third Rams game this year. This spread has jumped because Carson Wentz is not playing, most likely out. It's the champ is here. That's right. Nick Foles. Most big dick Nick. Back in action. Most likely out for the year. By the way, this spread opened at nine and a half when I saw it, at least the one we're looking at. It's now at 11. I think the Rams right the ship. I know it's a big spread. Are you worried about Carson Wentz long term? Like, where, where, yes. does he, where does he fall in yes. here? Like, yes. This every, is every year. It's a problem, right? Now we're we're, we're getting to like every year. Because this isn't even his knee. This is his back. Yeah. I thought they rushed him back too quickly. I said that all along. I would have kept Wentz out longer if I was the coach. If I was the organization. I am worried about his health. The other thing about Philly. And it was fun to watch that that run last year, even though I was uh, as a you know Cowboys fan. You you have to question how big F- Frank Reich was to that team. Oh, for course. Yeah, I mean, look what he's doing with Indy. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the the offense looks lost. I mean, they they have no that, that trade to go, the Golden Tate trade to me is the weirdest trade that I've seen almost in any sport because. They try to they trade for this guy, and, and, and for both sides the pist uh, the Pistons the Lions threw in the towel. But they were like five hundred. They, they still had a chance. They basically knew that either they knew they were done because they they traded for Snacks Harrison. Yeah, that's right. So they the shut. Giants. So they're like, like we're, we're buyers, but we're also sellers. We're selling our possession so, receiver. Yeah, who who has more than eighty grabs? You know, every year. Every year, they trade him to the Eagles, and he can't even get on the field. I think they I think he played like. Thirty percent of the snaps two weeks ago, even though he scored touchdown against the Redskins, I just don't. They're lost. I agree, and I think Frank Reich is a huge factor in them winning the Super Bowl last year. And again, look what he's doing with Andrew Luck. Obviously, the, the offensive line for the Colts is playing lights out, dude. I think they get waxed. Everyone tell you know everyone talks about how loaded the Eagles roster is, and that may be true. I mean, they got a lot of depth, but they just got they got the injury bug, which doesn't help. Sure, I think they get waxed. I think I think they come out ready to play. Now there's going to be a ton of Eagles fans down there. I'll be curious to see. Uh, I've only heard things from Joe Prano basically <laughs> about Eagles fans. Party one. I will be curious. I'll be going down. Former intern Joe Shabelli. His parents are having a massive tailgate. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. So I'll be I'll be going like this is a five o'clock game. They're going to start tailgating at like noon. I'm going down for a massive tailgate with the Shaborings. And uh, I'm excited about it. The mayor's going to be joining me. Mayor. The mayor's girlfriend. Wow. Yeah. I'll take the Eagles in this game. All right. I'm going to take the Rams. And finishing up week 15, New Orleans at Carolina. Carolina is a six-point home underdog. I'm taking Carolina. I know that's crazy. It's too big. It's division. Drew Brees, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He is not nearly the same player on the on the road as he is in the dome. Six is too much for me. I'm going with Carolina. 
I think that's a great call. I mean, it's 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 hard. I mean, Carolina's just the bottom dropped out of their season. Completely dropped out. They were six and two. Yeah. Five in a row, can't stop anybody. This is their Super Bowl. I think, you know, New Orleans goes home the last two games of the year. They play, um, they're interesting, Carol- they go Carol- at Carolina, home to Pittsburgh, host Carolina. So they'll see them again in two weeks. This is Carolina's Super Bowl. I think they. I think you got to go Carolina. And as a Rams fan, I will be rooting for Carolina. Yeah. So the Rams can get that number one seed. All right, those are our week 15 picks. And Joe Prano will submit his to mine, or to me, I'm sorry. Tug Coker. Did we we did do it. it? We did it. We made it happen. My apologies for wasting an hour of your life not thinking I had the STD card when literally the STD card was right in front of me. It was in you all along. You got anything to plug? I just need some advice on how to raise two kids. So if you got that out there, <laughs> help me. Um, just uh, you can follow me uh, at Tug Coker on Instagram and Twitter. Um, hopefully, we'll have some big news about our the show. I'm trying to get out all 2018 for early 2019. So uh, we'll have some big stuff. But um, thanks to everybody who who uh, says what's up on uh, Instagram or or Twitter and. Uh, See y'all out there in the streets. Are you excited about your favorite account? We got to talk about your favorite account. Tug was mentioned. Guys, everyone follow Tug was mentioned. It's Tug great. at Tug was mentioned. At Tug was mentioned. Every time you're mentioned. And, so, and a lot of times I'm not, which is, you know, humbling. There's still tweets. There's still tweets. So follow my boy Tug over here. And uh, you can follow me. Same thing, at Andy Ruther on Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to us real quick, guys. We are, by we, Dirty Sports, me, we're giving away a 50-inch TV. 50-inch TV. The contest has already started. To enter the contest, all you have to do is follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to us on iTunes, retweet the link that I put out. All that stuff is literally just look in the description of this episode. Click on that link for the contest giveaway, and you qualify. How amazing is that? You qualify for a 50-inch TV courtesy of DSPN. So go ahead and click on that link and do all those necessary requirements because if you do each one, you get an extra entry. You get three entries if you subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you're already subscribed, then you, then you don't have to worry about anything. You got to check out the YouTube just to watch this pre-show tonight. If you want to watch some buffoonery in action, and then sign up for this, this to win this TV. That's right. Do it. All right, guys, and follow Joe Prano at Fix Your Life on Twitter and at Joe Prano on Instagram, and you can see Joe all this weekend. Big at- shout out, Joe. Thanks for letting me fill in. Yeah. Keep your seat warm. See you soon. That's right. All right, dirt balls. Thanks for listening to the show, and most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.